Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Cantor with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? When I did the episode about rejection, I asked you, could you remember the first time you was rejected and how did it make you feel? Let me tell you something. The feedback that I got from that episode was powerful. People begin to say, you got to do a part two and talk a little bit more in depth about the rejection and how it makes us feel and what we ought to do about it. So here you are, straight off the press, we're going to deal with part two of the blessing of rejection. Let's get it. Yeah, man. Man of To the podcast, from the pulpit, to the podcast, to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty, pursuing my destiny, pursuing my destiny, yeah. Tell me, how bad do you want it? Hello, 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 hello. This is Jesse Canty. This is another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? This is episode number 69, and I'm so glad to have you with me here on this episode. It's going to be powerful. It is entitled The Blessing of Rejection Part 2. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray right now that you have my mind. I pray right now that you have my mind at peace, Father, that I hear you clearly, God, as I minister to your people, which you have given me to give unto them. We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, it's a blessing of rejection part two. First of all, I want to say thank you for tuning in. I want to again give a shout out to everybody. This time I want to give a special shout out to my own hometown, my friends, my families, uh, those who know me, those who probably um, uh, only know me through business or whatever it is that's listening to this podcast and sharing it with us other people. Uh, I want to say thank you, even not only Spottenberg, but Greenville, uh, because I'll be moving there soon. Uh, all of you people, I want to say thank you for listening to uh, another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? I appreciate you greatly. And I ask God to continue to bless you and hope this podcast be a helping a help to you in some type of way. Uh, I also want to encourage everybody who's listening. If this podcast, I need your feedback. If it had been a blessing to you anyway, hit me up on JEC. Email me JEC247 at AOL.com. That's Jesse Edward Canty. JEC initials 24-7 because I'm me all day long. I don't know how to be just me. Hit me on AOL.com, J-E-C-247, AOL.com. Hit me up with an email. Let me know the feedback, how I've been a blessing to you, and I appreciate you greatly. Well, like I said, let's go deeper into this rejection. And what I'm going to do or attempt to do in this one in my time, that 30 minutes that I have to share with you, uh, I want to talk about rejection. Excuse me. I want to talk about rejection, but I'm also going to start off talking about it in the normal way of the negative impact. I can go an hour and talk about the negative impact of rejection. I did a little bit on the past uh, uh, episode. 
I'm going to do a little bit more now, but I'm going to also switch it and show you how to do what, what the title is uh, 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 suggesting, how to see your rejection as a blessing. I want to spend more time focusing on that. Excuse me, my voice is going to get right in a minute. Uh, listen, but it's nine changes. I did a little research and I realized that nine changes, it is nine changes that occurred in the human body when you get rejected. Now, these right here, and I'm not going to read off a lot of things. I'm going to read off the nine because I could spend the whole time talking about the physical changes. They start talking about all the chemicals, cortisol and some chemicals. I can't even name how different things take place within your body. Oh, it's some, but the reason why I'm bringing it to you, because you need to know the fact behind you, behind this is whenever you experience rejection, we already know it hurts. It hurts. It sets you back. And when I started, when I came across this information, it was so relevant. I, I thought it was important enough to share with you. Number one, whenever you experience rejection, these are the occur. These are the things that occurs in the human body. Number one, your hormones can shift. Now, again, you can research and look at all this up, but I didn't want to go reading all the depths behind every one of these to prove it. It'll take the whole 30 minutes up. But if your hormones can shift. It sets off a different chemical releases, uh, uh, endorphins and all this other stuff within you. And it can cause your hormones to shift. It can cause your body to get off balance. Number two, it will call your body to ache. They said this, the same man, let me say here. Let me say it the right way. The same receptors that your brain tells your body that you're experiencing pain physically are the same receptors or the same thing that tells your body that your brain tells your body when you have experienced rejection. So watch this. In other words, not only your hormones can shift, number one, but number two, rejection can literally cause your body to ache because it's the same uh, receptives that, that are the same pattern that tells your brain uh, that you are aching in your physical body. It, it sets off the same alarm when your body have experienced rejection. So literally, it can make your body ache in pain. That's amazing now. So when we say rejection hurt, literally, rejection can hurt. Number three, it can uh, your digestion system can be impacted. Now, all this goes along from the different chemicals and et cetera uh, that happens within you. Like I said, again, I'm bypassing all that part just to get this part out to you. It can cause your digestion to be off, making you nauseated, which in fact, or making you not even want to eat. Number four, your heart can actually hurt for real. Not just a figurative saying, but literally it can damage your heart. So when we feel rejection, all this take place or all these things can take place within our human body. Your heart can actually hurt. The next one is your brain begin to ruminate. In other words, your brain begin to go over and over. It get in a pattern where it keep recycling and keep rehearsing the hurt. And, and that's something I want to bring out right there too, because this, this, this I'm going to show you one thing rejection can do. If you ever been rejected, let's use an example in a relationship, you went to go speak to a young lady or a man or whatever. And all of a sudden they rejected you. Sometime that person rejected you 
Uh, it can make you become obsessed with them. Their rejection of you can make you want them even more. Now, come on now. You know I'm telling the truth. Or not only in a relationship, but the rejection of something that you want. Sometimes if you're not careful, it can make you want it even more. And here it says that the brain can ruminate or begin to run over and over and over on a pattern of what you've been rejected from. All right. Now, that's where you want to be careful because this podcast is entitled, How Bad Do You Want It? But you never should want something so bad that it, may, that it makes you become a ungodly obsessed. All right. And I know you probably never heard the words together, but that's how I want to put it. Because you can be, a, I told you once, become obsessed with being great. And I do believe that, that if you're going to be great, you cannot be average. But there is a level of obsession uh, that you're running over and over and over in your mind that where it can take you beyond the realms that is not only not godly, but not even healthy for you. So when you have been rejected, you have to be careful because also it can cause your brain to ruminate or get in a pattern where it goes over and over and over and it recycles that hurt over and over again. Therefore, setting you back. When that brain begins to do that, it leads you to the next one and it can, it can cause you to lose your mental map. Well, now where you had your whole uh, future or you had your steps of your life or your ideal that you wanted out of life, you had a pattern set up with how you want to go. Now you have lost your mental map and you don't even have that drive anymore. You can, it can throw you off your exercising game. It can throw you off your diet and your eating habits. Just one little rejection that's deep enough can make all these shifts within your human body. It also can make you go into withdrawals. That's one of the things. That's number eight. That's number seven. Number eight is also can cause you to have a brain fog. Now you're thinking. Now you can't even think right. You're failing tests and your mind is not sharp. You've been rejected. You went to work the next day and you were like a walking zombie. Then number nine, it can heighten anxiety and or depression. These are high nine changes that occur in the human body when you experience rejection. So needless to say, I had to say that off top because rejection is a crucial thing. It is a powerful thing. It happens to everybody. And look how deep it can actually scar you and wound you. That ain't even a talk about spiritually. So rejection, we already know through experience how deep rejection is. Then when you go back scripturally and look at what the word of God says, one of the things, one of the it's a rejection all throughout scripture, but one of the things that, that jumps out of my spirit is Genesis 29, 31, when it says, when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Now, if you know anything about the story of Leah, it's one of my favorite places that I'm not going to engulf. No, I don't think I'm going to engulf the whole story now, but Leah was someone who was a sister of Rachel. Rachel, uh, uh, according to what we believe in the Bible, Rachel was more beautiful than, than Leah. She looked better than Leah. Uh, 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 Rachel was the one that wanted to be married, get married by uh, who that was, Jacob. He wanted to marry Rachel. And all of a sudden, he worked seven years so that he could have Rachel as his wife. And then once he got Rachel as his wife, he realized that his uh, his father-in-law had tricked him and gave him Leah. 
Leah was, the Bible said that Leah was hated. Leah was not wanted. Some preachers even, some scholars even believe that she wasn't the best looking person. Uh, we know she didn't look better than Rachel. Uh, they say she was believed to be tender eyed, weak eyed. She, you know, some people even call her cock eyed. I don't know what type of eyes she was, but I know she wasn't as beautiful on the eyes as her sister Rachel. She was enough to be hated. You know, so we know she wasn't, she wasn't the most beautiful thing because she was hated and not wanted. But watch this. So when it said that the Lord saw that Leah was hated, that means literally that the Lord saw that Leah was rejected. Leah was the one that was rejected, but they were celebrating Rachel. And watch what God did. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, the Bible said he opened her womb. He made her fruitful. And the one that was openly received, Rachel, he made her barren. So this is one of the things that you need to learn right off the top. When you have been rejected, especially when you have been rejected over something that you haven't done wrong, when you have been rejected, hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battle. There's a lot of reasons. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna tell the truth today. There's a lot of reasons you can experience rejection. All of the reasons are not demonic. All of the reasons are not bad. Some of the reasons you should have been rejected. All right, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want to get ahead of myself. Not everyone, I said it on last episode, not everyone in your audience will love you. Some will love you, some won't love you. But right now, I just gave you nine reasons that will show you how nine ways your human body can be affected through rejection. Now I want to give you eight things that what you can do, how to turn your rejection into a blessing. That's what we're talking about, the blessing of rejection. So this something that the enemy can mean for bad or it can be used for bad within your body, how do you turn it around for your good? Number one, I told you on the last one, celebrate it. Cause it use it to celebrate your uniqueness. If 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 it's a if, if you have been rejected from something or rejected by somebody, then now you got instead of instead of saying what is wrong with me, you ought to tell yourself the opposite. There is something that's inside of you that makes you unique, and everybody don't see it readily. And mainly, they don't see the gift that you have. And I can minister on this. And I try to minister without putting too much of my feelings in it because I feel that I have been rejected by a lot. But I can't let that feeling cause me to want to either hate or dislike anyone. I have to begin to use that rejection for fuel. Now, that's my point number two. Let your rejection be the gas on your fire for your determination. So whenever I've been rejected, I have to remind me of God have made me unique and maybe the pattern or the pathway, listen to this, maybe the pattern or the pathway that God has for you to take is, is not the same pathway that majority would take. He's going to use you down a different pathway. And who are we to question God of the choices that he have made for our lives on why we have to experience this and why we may not be one to experience that, God have used you to travel down a unique path and sometime he will use rejection to get your point and get you on that path. But in either case, allow that rejection to be the gas 
on the fires of your determination. Let it fuel the fires of your determination. Rejection should make you more determined. I'm going to say one more time, so make sure you got the balance in this. How bad do you want it? But I also want to put a clause in there and say this here. There are some rejection that God may reject you from. That's not God is not telling you to buckle down and fight even the hardest. You have to have a prayer life with God because one thing you don't want to do is allow your mind and your spirit to want something so bad that you're overriding what God has said to you about it. I know my podcast is entitled How Bad Do You Want It? But we also got to put that clause in there. Never want something so bad where you have gotten caught up on a one-track mind or only a one way of seeing it. You're not even seeking the Lord's approval or even concerned about hearing his approval. You're more concerned about you want it bad enough and you ain't going to stop. Well, God can turn around and let you have something that he initially rejected you from having because you want it so bad and then when you get it, you're going to regret ever having it. So you have to be spirit-led on these things. So make sure you're not fleshly driven and you're spirit led. Number three, rejection should teach you how to sharpen your creativity. In other words, I use, for example, let's say there was a deer or something or any kind of animal who went down to the water hole. He was rejected from even drinking water. His peers or whoever it was wouldn't let him get in and drink any water. Then what it caused him to do, he went a few feet away from the water hole and started digging. Never seen a deer dig like that before. All of a sudden, he kept on digging and dug and tapped in his own water source, had his own drink over there with no no rushing, no sharing, no et cetera. The same way that that story right there would teach you how to sharpen your own creativity. In other words, if God going to allow them to reject you and make you have to do it the harder way, Tap into your creativity and you'll be able to get what they rejected you from having without even their help. And there is no feeling like the feeling of getting where you want to go without the help of your enemies who tried to stop you from going now. Can I get an amen now? Number four, know that God has a plan to produce Jesus from this rejection. Now, what I'm talking about in Matthew chapter one, the Bible speaks about uh, Jesus lineage in Matthew chapter one. It talks about all of the people that came down through the lineage of Jesus. Well, it mentions of Judah that was chosen. All right. From the tribe of Judah. Guess who had Judah? Judah is the one is the son that was uh, uh, that come from Leah, who the one who was rejected. Guess who came from Judah? Jesus came from the lineage of Judah. So watch this now. So you got to know that even though you have been rejected, know that God has a plan to produce Jesus from this rejection. Some type of way, the rejection that came your way, when God gets through with you, it's going to work the will of Christ in your life. Leah being rejected or hated by her brother, Later on, years later, when Christ came and mentioned the genealogy, it came through the lineage of the one that was rejected. It came through the lineage of Leah. Leah birthed Judah, Judah out of Judah, 
came forth all of the, uh, the praisers, uh, you know, and you begin to realize this is where Jesus came from through the lion. He is the lion of Judah. Jesus will, God will produce something out of you that's going to give Jesus glory through that rejection. It's going to make sense on my next one. Let's keep going in this thing. Number five, God's push to get you somewhere. That's what rejection is going to do. Sometimes rejection can be God pushing you to get you somewhere. Ask yourself this question if you didn't get that. You know Joseph was thrown in the pit. Ask yourself, how did he get in there? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. I want you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that's be so, listen, drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. And I want you to have a blessed day. That's right. Somebody pushed him in that pit. Rejection should push you towards your destiny. Whoever pushed Joseph in that pit literally pushed him towards his destiny. It started the ball rolling in his life that gets him to his destiny, but it came with a push. He didn't jump in there willingly. He didn't go get in there on his own head idea. It came through rejection of his brothers. So God can use rejection push you into the place where you need to go. He did that also with King David. King David was fighting with the Philistines. And all of a sudden, they rejected him. After they rejected him and it broke his heart, it caused him and his men to travel back home to Ziklag. And you know the story there. When they got back home to Ziklag, their city was on fire. God told David to pursue and told David he going to pursue the men that did it. He's going to recover everything. God had to push David out of the connection or, or the in cahoots with the Philistines. He was fighting for them. He had to use rejection to change the trajectory of David's walk. David's walk course in life. I said that in the last episode that God will use God will use rejection to change your trajectory, to change the course that you have set on. So some rejection is is God that's trying to get you to change, stopping you from going a certain way. Number six, you are too grown. You are too grown from it for or you do no, let me say it away. You're either too grown for it. You're either too grown for them or you're either too grown for that place. Rejection can be like a woman's womb when a baby is in that womb. Eventually, as that baby starts growing, that womb was once an incubator. That womb was once a comfortable place. That womb was once a safe haven. That womb was once a place that fed him. That womb was once a place that put him to sleep. That womb was once a place that nourished him. But all of a sudden, when he started growing, that womb got tighter and tighter and tighter until the day came 
that the womb could no longer tolerate his existence. So the womb began to reject him being there. It, it put him in a discomfortable position. It caused the, uh, the sack to burst. And it made that baby know he had to make a decision and he had to move out of that place that he once called home. Somebody, you have outgrown the place where you at. That's why you experience rejection. And God is trying to cause you to be uncomfortable where you at so that womb can reject you, reject your presence, so it can lead to you being birth. In other words, sometimes that rejection is actually birthing you. It's trying to get you to the best part of your life where you will go through this moment of rejection, but it's going to cause you to have a sense of in, in, uh, in, in, uh, independence like never before, where you're really ultimately dependent upon God instead of man. Number seven, understand that God could be product, protecting you from something. The rejection is God protecting you from unnecessary pain, turmoil, and perhaps even death. You could have wanted to hang with some people in school or whatever it is, or you could have wanted a certain person for uh, uh, your spouse uh, or anything. It can go with anything, and you got rejected, and you questioned God during that rejection at that time. But you didn't have the wisdom or the foresight that God has that he know years later that this thing was going to lead to jail. This thing was going to lead to detrimental of your life. This thing was going to lead to your uh, to, to, to your happiness being compromised. People who wanted to marry other people didn't know if you'd have married that person, that, you get, that person could have been beating up on you. And God caused that rejection to save your life. And in any case, number eight, Every rejection should sharpen your faith in God. In other words, you got to hear it real, real, real straight this morning. You will not get every loan. You will not get every deal. You will not get every job. You will not land every friendship. And sometimes it is your fault, as I said. Sometimes you that rejection was a blessing from God because you weren't ready for that job. Sometimes you got rejected because you didn't do what you didn't put in what you're supposed to put in. Everything is not blamed on demons. Everything is not blamed on God because the timing was not right. No, there are some people who have not saved money, who have not done what they're supposed to do, have not shown characteristics of responsibility and you got rejected. It's your fault. Even in that situation, it's not for you to beat yourself over the head. It's for you to realize where you're at in life. Why have you experienced this rejection? Don't let it cause you to be stagnated. It's amazing how a woman who can reject you, again, can make you want it even more. Be careful of that rejection that you are experiencing that now it has begun to take over your entire life. God has blessed you in many areas, but you have allowed this rejection to dominate your mindset and now dominate your will. And that is not of God. You can get past every hurt and affliction of rejection. 
It could be through a parenthood or whatever it is. How do you get past it? You have to get past it by listening to those eight ways I showed you just now of how to see that rejection totally different, but also as driving yourself to God and saying, God, everything, every ounce of strength, help me squeeze it from this rejection. Every ounce of correction, I want you to do it within me, God. I believe that at the end of the day, there is no weapon that's formed against me that shall be able to prosper. But every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, guess what? God will condemn it. As I said, that it should cause you to have stronger faith in God. I don't know if I'm completely there yet, but I like to say that I'm at a place now where every rejection that does not come to pass in my life, I can have great credit numbers and everything. And if something's get a no back to me, whereas unusually I was rejected, I have to go back and say, God, I still trust in you. He loves, listen here, I'm going to come to an end. He loves when we get to a place where we can say, God, I wanted it so bad, but I believe that no man can shut a door that you open and no man can open a door that you have shut. So instead of me sitting here and trying to find a way to jimmy a lock or make a blessing come to pass, I'm going to trust in you. If you don't want it, want me to have it now, God, I don't care how mad it may look to my mind. I will trust in you. And when you can get to a place where you can honestly say that and mean it from the depths of your heart, now you're at a place where maturity is beginning to take place. And I promise you, every rejection that you experienced before then is getting ready to turn in an acceptance from God. Because all God want to do sometime is if you can listen to what God says and offer up your only beloved son, then all of a sudden God will move in and show you, you don't have to do what you thought you had to do because I got something greater setting in store for you that you didn't see previously. So I don't know, this just this, this, this seemed like this, this thing didn't go five minutes today, but I hope this really ministered to your spirit and made triggered your thought pattern to listen here, do not go berserk over the rejection that you have experienced. God got you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this brief moment together, God, made much sense. God, let it minister deeper than what I ever could go and do. Allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. You be glorified in this thing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you guys, and y'all have a blessed one. See you on the flip side. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. 
You can reach us at swipefast.com forward slash save. That's swipe spelled with the Y or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.